picking up any kind of piano. Yeah, I don't know what's going on today. Well, yeah, we're uh, joined. Yeah. I mean, the recording studio next to us, we have uh, Keen. 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 And the band Keen. He's eager to get onto the podcast. <clears throat> he, the band. Yeah. The band yeah. themselves. No, the last waltz, the band. Yeah. Keen is a he. It's like Meatloaf's a band, but we call him he. And Meatloaf's a band. Meatloaf's a band. Keen, Keen has a big eyes. Yeah. And, of course, famously, loves rumours. Mm. <laughs> My name is Andrew Jones, and uh, I don't love rumours. I am a cinephile. I'm Andrew Jones. I'm, I'm Whoa! <laughs> Hold up a second. September issue. Have you changed your name? This is big. Anna Winter wants to know. I'm Johnny Ellis. <laughs> Andrew Jones is my stage name. Sorry. Um. <laughs> and you've been saying some horribly racist stuff under that stage name. <laughs> Completely inappropriate. No, Andrew Jones has been saying that. I don't know. Yes, no, Andrew Station. Are you here to? You, are you here to answer your, your? Why are you talking to yourself? Why are you talking to yourself? Why are I'm you not on stage? Yourself? Am I on stage? Then why no. why am I quote unquote here? We'll never know. Okay, cool. That's that's. Well, what are you? I'm Movie Mad. And I'm Johnny Ellis. Is... I'm Movie Mad. Are you Movie <laughs> Mad? Okay, it's the name. Of are you show. Johnny Ellis? It's also the name of the show now. In <laughs> September, we're going to find out <laughs> if Johnny Ellis is Johnny Ellis or Andrew Jones. Oh man, this was a weird opening. Yeah, it was. Do you want to start again? No, no. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to down that Red Bull. <laughs> No, no, this is fine, because this is just a pilot episode. We've introduced the concept, and throughout the rest of the season, right. we're going to explore what is a Johnny Ellis, what is an Andrew Jones, and how they're not the same, Don Draper. Uh, I've not seen that one. No? <laughs> no. Nope. I've watched a few episodes, but I've not seen that one. I've watched four, I've watched four seasons, and every episode basically sent me to sleep. Mm. Yep. Speaking of sent, you, sent me to sleep, I'm towards the end of season one of Deadwood, but we'll talk about that later. Why would you be watching Deadwood when we're mo- watching movies? We are watching Wait movies. Wait a second, we're watching movies about TV shows this ah, September. because Downton Abbey's out. So we are... Let's talk Getting about Downton Abbey. What's okay. your favourite series? My favourite series favorite of Downton... Character? My favourite character from Downton Abbey is uh, Transformers Butler. Transformers from, Butler. From uh, last night, played by Butler Man from, from Downton Abbey. It's... Have you ever watched Downton Abbey? I have watched a trailer for Downton Abbey the movie in the cinema. I yep. watched a trailer for Downton Abbey when it first premiered, when they were advertising it in the cinema, like, ITV's new no, prestige really? show, Downton <laughs> Abbey. I think that would never last. Mm, never did. Don't put TV show adverts in my cinema, thank you very much, you bastards. Only put cinema adverts in my cinema. So they did. They made a Downton Abbey movie and shoved it in my face. And I said, no, your posters look exactly like the Adams Family posters, and it's weird. <laughs> and I have now edited the Adams Family into that poster, and they look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, um, what are we doing here? I, it's really what is good. Downtown Abbey? It's really good. Who is Downtown Abbey? How much does it cost? <laughs> are you Downtown Abbey? <laughs> that's the name downtown of our podcast. Abbey, that's the secret. Um, I'm always Downtown Angry. No, you should, you should give it a watch. I it's... wouldn't give it a watch. Why not? Julian Fellows. Oh, oh yeah, I don't yeah, like sorry. his writing. I think he's a uh, wanker. Worked for me. Cool. Um, you like people sitting around talking about things. Yeah. But yeah. about posh things. Yes. Oh, the money indeed. issues. Oh, rather. Oh, I was it's quite me. surprised. I'm the dowager and I'm going to say bitter things. <laughs> oh, well, her face needs it because her body isn't getting it anyway, if you know what I mean. I'm sure she says. <laughs> oh, you're right. It's me, Sid James. By the time I got to the end of series six, I um I was, I was really rather 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 shocked. Gosh, frankly, Um, really, golly, yes. Um, how attached? What did they say about the Baron? How attached I got to 
all the characters from Lord Windermere and Lady Rifleton. <laughs> Do you know the names? Not at all. <laughs> I remember the first trailer had the character names as opposed to the cast names at the end, and I was like, what the fuck? I know Maggie Smith's in it. <laughs> I know um, Hugh Bonneville from Paddington is in it. I don't know any of the other names of any of the cast, and I don't get them from the trailer because they say Lord Thingy and Lady Wapadar and <laughs> Wobbity Whoop Whoop and Fred Van Warringtow. Um, Storbuck Crabbertank. It's it's really good stuff though. It's like Rufus really, Jomfacow Leapertang. It's really like it's very very posh drama, and it's just like the shit that hap- that goes down on it. Oh, it's you like, can't believe! Honestly, it's like <gasps> she never. What? Like, <laughs> I, I, I I am fl- my monocle has spat out into my <laughs> champagne. There's Pour me a cognac. There's, there's one moment where there's two sisters, Lady Mary. Crawley and Two Edith and just Lady Edith I can't remember her surname she, she was married to Lady Mary Crawley was married to Dan Stevens' character who died oh Dan Stevens gets his own name but Lady yeah. Mary Crawley Sat Matthew Crawley Mary Matthew um, Crawley. anyway so Edith, I'm, Edith, I'm excited to see him, Matthew Crawley in the big picture Edith Crawley is, um, is due to get engaged finally after like right so much happened. She oh got <laughs> she got married. No, and I'm looking she at was, a picture of succession thinking she was that's her, a family drama. It was drama on a wedding mind. day and that on the day of the wedding they were up at the aisle and, and, the day and they the were just about to start the priest was starting and the guy turns to her and says, I can't do this and walks off. Fucking and it, have him killed. And to add to that, she meets someone else and she falls in love with him and but he's uh, married to a woman who is in an asylum Scandal. and he can't um, be uh, he, can't, he can't divorce her because of some stupid law from the 1920s and so he's found a loophole insane people must be married otherwise they will be killed he's found a loophole classic that he can go to Germany and get um, a divorce there but he has to live in Germany for a certain amount of oh, time oh yeah welcome so I goes, love rumours <laughs> He goes to Germany in 1924, and something's going on in Germany around the 1920s, leading up to something, here. I don't know, it felt like they were leading up to what the big bad. Exactly he goes here. he goes missing, she finds out she's become pregnant by him before they get married. Oh dear. Scandal. Um, yes. And he's gone missing, fainted. and then it turns out he died, got hit, killed by this fellow called Hitler. Um, Wait, what happened? Were they like in a knife fight at a bar? No. <laughs> No. Yeah, wait. There was some sort of brawl at a bar. I can't remember what it's called. But a bar in Blitz? Yeah, that was it. Oh, they had a bar in Blitz? Yeah, sure. Um, so, she- what did it happen at night? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they weren't drinking Cristal, were they? Yeah. Was it a Cristal Nacht? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, so It's fun because add, history is horrible. To add on to it all, you know, she's fell and left I her care. at the altar. I really care. <laughs> her, her betrothed, the one she finally loved and he loves her back, gets fucking... Goes missing for like a year, and then turns out he's dead in Germany. And she's got his child, but she can't say that's my child. She had to go away for nine months to give birth to the child in Switzerland, I believe. And then they brought the child back, and the child was raised by some farmers nearby the manor, the estate, the the, the abbey. abbey. That was it. Um, the titular. She has to take on the child as a. Um, as a uh, what do you call it? Um, ward. Ward. That was it. Thank you very much. You've seen the show. I knew it. Um, I've seen Batman. <laughs> so she has to take the child and on. I know Bert ward. ward exists. And and so like no one else is supposed to know that she's got a, that is actually her child. Mm. And even her sister doesn't know because she knows not to tell her sister. And her sister's just been a bitch the entire time. Going oh, don't, why? Don't, we don't say those kind of words. 
Sorry, her sister's been a cunt the entire time. Um, a slight irritant. <laughs> we uh, need to iron out. Just been like, oh, well, why do you, why do you care so much about this child? She's, an, I, I'm a mother, and I don't even care that much about my son. And well, like, she's acting hysterical. Mm. Leave her be. Um, so smoke, <laughs> drink, smoke and a pancake. <laughs> smoke and a pancake. Okay, hey, let me pitch so. you my movie. <laughs> It's got the starred ward. So she's got this ward and she's she's taken one and stuff. She mm-hmm. ends up taking one and she's got this ward. And then um, another fella wants to marry her. Hitler. And uh, she says... This Hitler who <laughs> killed his <laughs> husband. He loves rumours. Um, wow. I mean, that's one of his friends loves rumours. <laughs> and um, so this fella wants to marry her and, mm-hmm. he's, and she says, oh, okay, but... Um, would you mind awfully if if my ward came with us? Oh, well, sorry, Hugh granted us. I've become quite attached Bl- to my ward. Gosh, um, um, yes. who's definitely uh, not my daughter? T- totally befuddled. I've become quite attached to my ward, and and he says, "Oh, absolutely." And then it's like a question: Oh, should she? She needs to tell him. But then um, it turns out that he's sorry. Uh, it turns out that he has um, a distant cousin of his died, and he's become from a from a Hitler. <laughs> he's he's become a new earl and he's like uh, outranks everyone in Wait, Downton Abbey. Wait, what's his name? I can't remember. Is his name Earl? Earl. <laughs> You're not taking any of this seriously. This is karma. Um, anyway, so so he um he he's he's been just ran, han, handed down this earl. Wait, he didn't earn it. No, no, he Whoa! didn't earn it. It's a distant cousin, and he just suddenly to be his happens to be the next in line and now he outranks everyone so they're all at the dinner table breakfast table rather and they're like oh we shall announce our engagement now today this morning now and, um, today and this morning and and that's where Lady Mo- Mary Crawley the bitch that she is the the irritant that gets she is gets onto BBC World Service because beep because <laughs> beep Mary beep <laughs> beep because Mary Crawley she's her daughter goodbye yeah because <laughs> yeah, Mary Crawley's unhappy because Matthew Another died, shipping news. happened. Matthew died and all that. Very cool. He's unhappy. Does that? So that means Edith must be unhappy. So it's been it's been a it's been a whirlwind. Also, there's a um a one of the manservants is gay, but no one really cares. Wait, wait Charles manservant. Quite, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. One of the manservants. We all know is what gay, happens there. And no one really cares, which is quite interesting. But yeah. Tell you what else no one cares about. This. <laughs> Oh. I'm just teeing this up because you've not seen the film and we're about to go into the film. Is that not nope. what this episode is? Nope, this episode is about is a, next week's a TV episode? show that uh, I don't think you've seen. I've certainly never bothered to watch. Oh, I'm sorry, it's next week's episode. Next it's down to episode, sorry. It's next week's episode, whatever. We'll, we'll find um. a way to avoid it next week. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh. Is, uh, this is about uh, Miami Vice. About Miami Vice. What's it called? It's called Coming in the Air Tonight. <laughs> Can you feel it? Oh, I always feel it. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember, don't worry. Um, How can I ever forget? Now it was the first time. The last time we ever met. Oh, from Michael Mann. I didn't know this yes. was from Michael well, Mann. Well, Miami Vice mm-hmm. was uh, co-produced by Michael Mann. Ah, was right, a big, okay, big not direct. No, direct. No, 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 yeah, the, the TV show. Oh, the TV the show. The 80s TV oh. show, the Don Johnson show, was a Michael Mann vehicle. Have you ever seen an episode? Nope. It was right. never in my uh, purview, and I never had any much interest in television. Right. In the 80s, it was all very simple. But uh, I remember in 2006 being so excited for this because it would be my first Michael Mann in the cinema. After okay. discovering Heat and the Collateral and the trailers for this. As I, s- I sent you the uh, the music earlier. 
this was uh, th- this was uh, this was an awkward time because I grew up as a Linkin Park fan, but they released Collision Course, which is Linkin Park and Jay Z, and I didn't like Jay Z's take on his on Linkin Park songs. Mm. Uh, but in the trailers, they constantly used Numb Encore. And I love Numb, but I didn't like Encore, so it was real like, ah, yee, oh, I love hearing it in the cinema, but at the same time, I hate hearing it in the cinema. Going back to what you said earlier, uh, discovering Heat, how old were you when, the, when you discovered Heat? When the Heat was on, I think it was probably 15? 15? Yeah. So up until 15 years old, you were freezing cold. Mm-hmm. What I about the tepid. film? What I about was the tepid. film Heat? Uh, probably last week. Say, last week. Mm. Yeah. I've seen it in the cinema before, but I only discovered it last week. You know, you truly have to discover it. Why are you talking about another film now? Because I'm talking <laughs> about Chapter Two, <laughs> which I went to see. I went to see a film the other day, and Cinema had like a montage of upcoming films. And one of the clips was Bill Hader looking up, going, "Oh!" I thought, "Oh wait, is there a Bill Hader comedy coming up? I'm excited." And then I cut to a clip <laughs> of uh, a clown <laughs> with red balloons floating. I thought, "Oh, he's just doing a goofy take at a scary clown." <laughs> I was excited. Um, you're a Bill Hader fan, yes? You like Bill Hader. I, so I love Bill Hader. Bill Hader saved my life. So we're going to see It Chapter you 2. You don't want to hear the story of how Bill Hader saved my Go life. Go on. In 2007, life? I was having a horrible asthma attack. Oh. I could not breathe. Oh. I put on the... I, but This was two days before Christmas, and uh, my DVD of Knocked Up arrived early. It was meant to be out on Boxing oh, Day. Right. And I put on the commentary right. for it, which had Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow, and they brought in Bill Hader to just hang out and do impressions. And Bill Hader just did a whole slew of impressions for the first half hour. And it was like, <gasps> I can breathe. I can breathe because I'm laughing and I'm feeling comfortable oh. with this guy who just is a nerd. Oh, and I thought like, he would Fresh. have jumped down and helped you. Because I was going to say, uh, it doesn't sound like he him hung out to be nice. Because I've heard he's a bit of a prick. Behind the scenes and stuff. Who says that? Was it some sort of clown? <laughs> Ralph Garman actually said it. Ralph Garman says yeah. it. <laughs> um, now, I don't know whether I'm going to like Miami Vice. Right. What do you know about Miami Vice? It's based on a, an 80s TV 80s show. 80s TV show. Famously, the, now, the most 80s. The icon- iconography of the 80s was Miami I Vice. I think in the 80s TV show, it was a bit cheesier. And it was a certain type of... It was MTV Cops. It was like, what, let's ca- let's crash in on this this grand... Bubbly colours, bright lights, and right. try and get the aesthetic of a uh, nation high on cocaine. I think this is two thousand and six. Any uh, cameos I won't notice. You know, like how when you saw Starsky and Hutch, and you knew it was the old Starsky and Hutch, even though you'd never seen. Starsky yes, and because Hutch. they were wearing the costumes at the same time, and they were staring yeah. at each other, and like, oh, you're buying the car. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that bit. They're buying the car from them, and Ben Stiller doesn't want to hand over the keys to the car to their, uh, um, to old school Hutch. That's the joke. Or in in uh, Twenty One Jump Street, where one of the actors from Twenty One Jump Street turns up, and he yeah. takes off his, you know, and and it's Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of them is Johnny Depp. The other one is the other yeah, guy. Yeah, and yeah. you you know it's the other guy because they make a yeah, shot there's of no, it. There's no, like, <laughs> there's no cameo like any cameos like that in this film. You've seen a Michael Mann film before. Yeah. That is the inverse. This is this is the kind of TV adaptation movie where they don't. Okay. Because it's not fun, you know, glossy, hey, we're making an adaptation. This is, we're telling the story. Do you think I'm going to like this? I'm going to be interested. We're watching the theatrical cut, by the way, because I did, after years of searching for the director's cut, which is 20 minutes longer, I watched it once and I fucking detested it. It's 20 minutes longer by adding 
10 minutes to the opening sequence. It adds an opening title sequence, and it tells you what's going on. And this film is all about detective work. You are chasing through this film trying to catch up with it. So good luck with that. Can I watch this film thinking... Uh, thinking, I hate it. In the mindset of it's a Batman film. But Explain. it's a proper Batman film where there's a lot of detective work going on. I mean, he's a criminologist. What, Batman? Yeah. Yeah, but he's the... He's the world's greatest detective. Yeah. yeah. But he's not, you know, the, the, the greatest mouse detective. <laughs> so they don't That's try and Basil get Rat, fingerprints though. off a bullet in this... No, they try and get right. bulletproof off a finger. Right. It's very <laughs> reverse. It's like um, it's like someone just mad libbed their own way through a script. Um, famously, Colin Farrell, Jamie Fox had falling out over egos in this production. Mm. They were like, "I'm the biggest star. I'm the biggest star." And uh, who's got the Academy Award nomination oh. or Academy Award win oh. on that cover? Um, and their names are attached to the wrong faces. <laughs> It's like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they do that as a joke. I didn't notice that, because I don't see colour, so... Um... Well, this is awkward, because it's a very colourful film. <laughs> this is uh, this is his uh, first proper time with digital photography as well. Collateral was like oh, right. him trying to get the, 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 the skies and everything. In this one, you'll see everything looks weird. Now, I like Collateral. Everything looks weird. Yeah. Um, you heat, like heat? I don't get the love for it. Like, I, I respect... I respect the love for it. Fine. Can you feel the love? I just don't have the same amount of love for it. Um, So I think if we Prince Ali, Dabby Daddy, Dabby hits Will Smith. If we weren't doing this Mm -hmm. for the podcast, I wouldn't um, ever get around to watching it. No, No. I never rush. uh, Yeah, but but this is me rushing you because I think this is one of the most vital and important pieces of cinema in the last forty years. And you're probably you're either going to hate it or be confused by it the first time round, and I'm excited because uh, this is something amazing. Oh, I do you know what I watched the other week? Go on. I watched The Insider for the first time. That is Michael Mann's film between Heat and Ali, technically. I feel like I've Al watched Pacino, like half of that. Russell Crowe. It's about the uh, tobacco industry. Oh no, I was thinking the in- the Inside Man. No, Inside Man's a different film. But I watched this film, and it's two and a half hours of uh, journalism and um, non-disclosure agreements. All right. And it was really good. Yeah? Like, Michael Mann was shooting it in both a Michael Manny way and also a very statically cinematic way. Was it a version of Spotlight, but with Al Pacino? Because I'd be down for that. Kind of. There's more death threats. There's like a whole scene. Because the kid's got a great ass. Is that why? You want to fuck it. That's all I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gonna go out there. <laughs> now, fuck it. <laughs> no, it's Al Pacino's very restrained performance. What it's, is the... What's the newspaper it's thing? A, well, it's 60 Minutes. It? CBS is 60 Minutes. Oh, it's about, is it about a particular story? This is about... Like um, yeah. Um, tobacco industry... Tobacco lobbyists and t- uh, tobacco CEOs who are... Who under oath confirm they didn't they have no knowledge about nicotine being addictive at all um. and the studies coming out that they knew Uh-oh. they know they they perjured themselves oh i'm quite interested and, i'd rather watch that right now. and there's <laughs> also like a whole corporation situation about cbs being you know if they do go ahead with this they could get sued by tobacco by big tobacco they could be out of the game they could be bought by big tobacco and this thing could be completely buried because industry is a terrifying game that sounds And it's really like, good. this is incredible. Yeah. And it's insane that it's two and a half hours. What's it called? In- the Insider. It's on the Sky. 
You Not Inside Man, it. the Insider. The Insider. If you want to watch Inside Man, I mean, I don't blame you. Do you know why? Why? It's Spike Lee's greatest film, and you know what Spike Lee likes most of all. If you like? if you look if you look at his uh, most influential movies, he likes rapists over women. Does he? Yep, there were a list. He made a list of films, and uh, there were like six confirmed rapists on the list, and uh, no women. Bloody hell! I guess you could say it's not just it's just not his cup of tea. <laughs> you proud of that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I am. Remember, he said that about Green Book. He the was inside right. of Reggie Yates. Yep. Russell Crowe Russell is Crow. back industry exec. Okay, I'm going to download it now you and should. We'll watch that instead. Well, I mean... Well, yeah. Parents oh. Guide. Parents Guide. Yeah. Violence. Oh, violence. Two violence. Sex. Four, no sex. No sex. Four language. Four languages. Me. Consumerism. Oh. No consumer. There's a lot of consumers. Yeah, I was going to Think say. about it. There's just not paid promotion for tobacco. And what was the other one? Uh, that was smoking. Drinking a lot of smoking. smoking. Only three smoking. It's like the language than there is smoking. Yeah. It's, no a, it's two and a half hours of talking. There's a lot of language. Ooh. <laughs> ah. Um, but yeah, he's really quiet and restrained. It's amazing. It's like it's like if anyone said that you know he and Heat was over the top, and my command can control him. It's like ah, he's doing a thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Miami Vice from uh, this was a uh, 2006 summer blockbuster, a big budget summer blockbuster. For adults from Universal, right? Sank like a stone because it is. Yeah, it's two hours and ten minutes, and no one knew what was going on whatsoever. Hmm. Are you excited? Are you interested? I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I'm wrong because I don't think I'm going to like the next two hours. Well, if you don't like the next two hours, you'll like looking at me through the next two hours, going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh okay. my god! This is amazing! Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? Hopefully. So How do you feel about mojitos? Mojitos. Mojitos. Drink. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had one. You're you're not okay with them. You're not au fait with them. You don't love them. You wouldn't say like if you're not not like a fiend for mojitos, perhaps. No, is that a line in the film? It's literally. It's literally a line in the film. Is it the first line? Well, it's no. Is it every line in the film? Yeah, Colin Farrell. That's because I'm a fiend for mojitos. Does he have his Irish accent? No, he's trying to America, but it's yeah, it's clear. He still has his Irish accent. Yeah. But the um, thing, thing about him is, he never misses. What's that for? Bullseye. No. I never oh miss. Oh, God. How do you remember that? Because he's Bullseye. That film, Daredevil, is great. Both versions of that film are great. Okay. It is one of the greatest adaptations. It's so much fun. He is incredible in that film. Do you know what? He wants a fucking costume. Sorry. That's the director's cut. He wants a bloody costume. <laughs> Theatrical cut. Um, he throws the thing back at Electra and it goes right through her hand. Because he taps so his forehead. Never miss. <laughs> Intermission. Uh, so this is um a detective film. Is it gonna be one you said it's gonna surprise me, right? I think so. So we'll confuse it, you. Is it one where I should be trying to actively try and figure out? You are who? the detective as well. With Ooh, you can be a spy film. too, man. <laughs> it's a Four DX film. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's the first time I was watching a film, thinking I'm like them. I'm trying to work out what's going on, and who's doing what to where. But they are kind did of. Did you work no. out what was going on? Yes. You did. I did. Oh. Does it was it's it on not, DVD? Like, less interesting. No. Like when you because oh, you knew feel that so was you feel so good that you know what's going on. It's a really fun plot. All right. Is it one of those films? If if you go back over it, uh, you're like, oh, I should have seen that. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, really? yeah, you'll go like, <laughs> okay, bits. now I get it, now I get it, now I get it. You're introduced to so much so quickly that you don't know if it's going to be superfluous or not because you feel like it's an info dump. Right. But everything is important, but also everything's kind of just there. You need um, a deja vu machine. It's, it's kind of aesthetic. Okay. It's both aesthetic and richly detailed in plot. Uh, I, I was reading about people who've said things about it and uh, Harmony Corrine. Right. You know. Nope. Enfant terrible. Claimed that that was uh, his influence for Spring Breakers, most of all. Oh. Just the aesthetics of Miami and the setting of it. He didn't care about the plot. He was like, oh, visually, I want my film to have pl- no plot and be visual. And that's what it is. Hey, there's okay. Deadwood. We should watch Deadwood. <laughs> mm, probably never no, watch Deadwood. Um, I'm just trying. Maybe you should watch Being Frank. Yeah, that came up. That's a good like... documentary. But, but Frank scares the fuck out of me. He's weird. And, um, you know, you can't see him when he's... I'm smiling. I don't think... Also, it's weird that Donald Grease has not got a beard next to him. The entire um, time. Oh, oh that la- do you remember that lavish beard he has? <laughs> oh, Donal. Oh. Um, Big sexy beard, Donal. I don't think I knew he spoke for a few years of my life. <laughs> it was just the <laughs> look just of him. Still stared at you silently. Like, yeah. didn't come to your room and go... Yeah, honestly. This is a visual podcast. He just waved you silently in the darkness yeah. outside your bedroom window. Exactly. Tap on the glass. He was a lost boy. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And, oh no. Really it's, it's Miami. Sh- That's another one we should watch. It's giving me shivers <laughs> just thinking about Frank. Um, why is it still queued? You haven't started to download. Anyway, we're going to go and watch uh, Miami Vice. Okay. Are you are you ready for what maybe the greatest opening sequence you'll ever watch? It's a thing that I wish I could just watch the first minute over and over again. Is it Hans Lander? Yes! I love Miami. Eto Pito Miami. I party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. It's me, the fresh prince of Germany. Haha! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, right, I'm I'm sold now. I'm excited. Let's get this started. Okay. Are you afraid of violence? We get down if the play calls for it, bud. We're here for business. That's right. We can close each other's eyes right now, real fast. Then ain't nobody gonna make no money. This is Detective Crockett, Miami Dade PD. We got him. No one has ever tread before where we are now. We're seeing their operations from the inside. Your agency cannot know how they do whatever it is they do. Take it to the limit one more time. You first come in the game and try to play. Then you drop a couple of hits. Look how they wait to you. Boeing jets, low express. Out the country, but the blueberries still connect. Things get emotional, moves get messy. Moves get messy, and the wrong people die. There's undercover and then there's which way is up. You think I'm in so deep I forgot? I never doubt you. It was. I, I, the sc- 
guys in this film. I mean, Collector had some nice guys, but yeah. this is like, oh my god, guys. I mean, I the just best part of that was your reaction to everything. Mm. This is As two if it was hours the first of... time you'd watched it. Yeah, it's so good. This film is immaculate. Um, <laughs> oh my word! I feel horrible. <laughs> oh, it's just every shot is beautifully composed. I'm not, and I'm not denying that. The, the storyline is intense and thrilling. I that final action that. sequence, I was out of breath. Intense, like oh god, they're gonna, they're not gonna get it done. It's all going wrong. Have you seen Public Enemies? The uh, uh, John Dillinger. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. is like the mid-step between Collateral and that is the uh, realizing he wants to tell more tragic love stories than he wants to tell action films, and that's like the apex of that. Like, right, I want to do a proper tragic love story, which is hidden as a gangster movie, and that doesn't really work at all. This is like I want to tell it all. He wants to have the procedural pe- cops doing the things they know what they're doing, getting in a bit too deep, but still knowing where their end goal is, and also getting lost along the way in a tragic love story. It's fucking brilliant. Okay, um. Oh my God! Here's the like thing. Here's the film. thing. I can't even remember the characters' names. Well, it's it's Crockett and Tubbs. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you which one's which. Um, right. Well, Crockett is obviously not the same as Tubbs. Well, <laughs> so one's black, one's white. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you which one's which. One's got greasy hair, the other one's got short yeah, hair. Yeah, I don't know which one's... I don't know if one, one, one pretends to come quickly and then keeps going because he's doing a <laughs> bit of a joke. The other one just stares into the eyes in the middle of a, of a sexual yeah. encounter. Staring deeply. Um, awkwardly, you might say. Look, it looks nice. I'll give you that. Hmm. But I have nice. no connection to the characters. The storyline... No connection to the characters? No. As soon as John Hawks bites the bullet, and you've seen the family photos with them there, and you see their reaction to try and deal with that. Yeah. They're like, right, we're on the game. We know what we're doing. They've taken someone we know, we respect. We need to get this done. They're, on, they're not just like, right, we're doing this, we're just doing this. We, they are shooting down the barrel. They are basically running everywhere they need to go. Okay. Um, I feel horrible, but I just... I don't get Why it. Why would they I go... All the way to Columbia to walk through that negative space of a courtyard between their car and uh, the Archangel's car with snipers on them if they didn't care in those gorgeous suits. That scene of them just walking. Everyone's watching them and there's just two people walking in the middle of nowhere. Oh it, my god, it's gorgeous. It felt, it, it's everything gorgeous. It, is, looks, it looks nice. No, no, but it's, it's well shot. Everything means. It's well shot. I'll everything give you means. That. It's meaning. It's I'll two people lost in the woods between what they've just been in and where they're going to. They just they don't know where they're going, but they're going together. It's, it's fucking beautiful. It's well shot, right? But it's generic as fuck. What do you mean? It's just, I don't. It's like such a generic, like. Drug busting film. Yes. I, like I don't get. All right, I get it. It's you're, a procedural. You're trying, find, you're trying to find the drugs. I just. No, thought, they're not just trying to find. They're not trying to find the drugs. They're trying to find the suppliers. Yeah. Right. Same thing. And a mole in the agency. Ooh. One of the agencies. They've got a myriad agencies working in the same thing. One of them's got a mole. They don't know where it's coming from. They have to go deep in order to root them out. I could pretty much get that out of a season of Twenty Four. Cool. And it but was, that takes way too it would long. Take longer. And I'll and have get, more fun. You have you won't get have more fun. You'll have less shots. You'll have less jokes. You have less of those gorgeous moments. Anytime I you came have, up with a joke, it wasn't there. No, because that's not funny. Uh, it was funny. Your joke Someone was, said clear, 
and they were in the hospital. Why didn't a doctor suddenly shock someone and go, oh, whoops, sorry, my bad. I'm sorry, are we doing a slapstick? Yeah. Oh, no, that it's not. made it more fun. It's a human piece. This is real. Right. This is a real-life struggle. That's what it's about. It's putting uh, okay. you in the... That's um, why it's shot digitally. It's putting you there. You are the viewer in the world at that particular moment. It's right there. It's raw. It's intense. It's visceral. I think... Mm. God, I fucking love it. I'm a fiend for my advice. I think um, something that made for TV... Made, no, that movies based <sighs> on TV shows should do <sighs> is... If you haven't seen the TV show, I've never seen my advice. Make you go. I wouldn't mind checking the TV show. Why? It's its own thing. It's always its own thing. It should always be its own thing. It shouldn't be. It it should be detrimental to remind you that the show exists. It should be like, right, we've got a property. We're going to explore what it means, adapt it from a modern age, change everything it has to change. Yeah, explore what it can be. At least make you curious. No. Why? I just feel like it should. Right, well, why do you feel like it should? I'm asking you an actual question. Yeah, um... You're saying it because you've seen it done before. Because That's not why, the same as... Why would they take... Slavery was done before. Should slavery exist? No, of course it shouldn't. Case in point. <laughs> Sorry, when the fuck did slavery come in? You're saying it happened before, so it should continue happening. Because because it existed, it should keep existing, is your basic premise. I'm, I'm trying to bite my your. Friend, my, I'm trying to take your hypothesis down, which I reject. Hypothesis is. By the way, I should state hypo- like Tarantino. I reject your hypothesis. My hypothesis is that if you're making a film that's based on a TV show, mm-hmm. based on another IP, another IP entirely. Okay. Right. Opening up to video games, so it should make you want to play Angry Birds. It should make you um, want to look into the IP. Why? Because otherwise, what's the point? This in is because you it? watched Walk the Line and then you found Johnny Cash. <laughs> no, that never even came into my mind. I've been trying to think of other things where it's like I was interested, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I will give otherwise, it to you. When I went to see Serenity, I had not seen Firefly, and then I saw Firefly. Right, but that is exactly. a sequel. That is a right. follow-up. And a compl- but otherwise, why make a film based on the show? Um, One, he was doing it because it was brand name. He could get it made, but he had control over it. He wanted to tell a di- he wanted to tell a particular story, and he could get finally could get to tell something in a way in the mature way he wanted to do, and not code it down for television. Back in the day, he had to do but, specific things to make it not te- available for television. But why not just why why use the IP? Right, I get it, use the IP because oh, you can because you could make one hundred thirty million dollars, have people flying planes, going on go fast boats. Those gorgeous fucking shots of the sky. I just think if you're gonna make a film based on TV show, then you should. You have to make it good. You well, make it good for starters. Yeah. Ha- have you, you gone back it... to watch the Adams Family TV show? No, but I'm not against it. Hmm. Like but I've watched had, the Adams Family. You've films. had what twenty? How old are you? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Like, you've had twenty. Six years plus before you were born, when it was existing as a film for a couple of years. Right. And you haven't gone back to watch the TV show from the 50s? No, because I haven't... No, 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 no. Dark Shadows. Have you gone back to watch Dark Shadows since Dark Shadows came out? No, because... What about the Flintstones? (laughs) No. Well, what about the Simpsons? Not yet. Yeah, exactly. You haven't even watched the Simpsons, so it shouldn't. Because it doesn't. So it doesn't. Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Sort of Starsky and Hutch film. 
Loved it. It's great. It's fine. Fun piece. It's fun. light. It's a fun film. It's a joke of a pastiche of what um, it is. Yeah. I spy. But we'll talk about another one of later on. But well. would still, I'm still not against because I liked the Starsky oh, and Hutch God. film. I would wouldn't mind giving the Starsky and Hutch show a try. Sorry, Alec Baldwin's on but, TV telling us how to do a Trump impression, and what he's doing is he's rubbing money in his face and going, mm-hmm. oh, "I just lit this on fire because I'm an asshole." <gasps> oh, what's that? Robert De Niro's come in and he's reading cue cards and he's saying goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> okay, what a great show. But um, I just think that. You think a show it shouldn't be da- a, should a t- movie shouldn't be daring to explore some things that the show never could? I'm not saying that because it's uh, yeah. the Starsky and Hutch film explored things that I'm sure the, the Starsky, Starsky and, Hutch- and Hutch film is a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. But it's it not takes what it is. That, it takes that name. It takes the and name it, and, and it, it it takes the and it makes a, a parody, which is fine. I enjoy it. And this look, is taking my advice and being right. What if we could do what we could never do on television with a property with, like we always wanted to do? But you're throwing. And it wasn't these, what was ready. You're throwing all these, you know, Adam's Family, Flintstones, yeah. Dark Shadows. You're throwing. You're throwing all these at me. Yeah. Saying, because we oh, have, because there, I've not. There seen, were things we haven't no, talked can, about. Can you let me finish? Can you let me finish? No. Can you let me finish? Yeah. You're throwing all these at me, mm-hmm. saying that. Because I haven't gone to look at the shows yet, yep. because I haven't binged the shows, because I haven't watched any of the episodes, yeah. that must mean um, I can't like the film. I can like the film, but the shows are very old shows, right? Mighty Vice is an old show. Yeah, but the shows are very old, show, old shows. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that easy for me to go back to them. But it's... You know what I mean? Like no, I can't, I can't find it on Netflix. All right, I can get the box sets, but like I can't like come across it on Netflix and be like, you know, Amazon Prime had them for a while. So I, fuck you. All right, yeah, but you know, I'm not against. I'm not going to actively avoid the shows because I liked the films, and it's like, oh, right, well, I know, like, because I like the characters that the film, Baywatch. the films gave me. Yeah. Did Baywatch make you want to? Yeah, I'd give not it a, blow I'd your give brains out. I'd give it a try. I know the idea of Baywatch. It's a procedural show, but it's set on a beach. On a beach. No, the idea of Baywatch is a fat man gets his erection caught in a uh, <laughs> deck chair every um, episode. Every episode. This, there this, were seven seasons of that. Plus, David Hasselhoff becomes a private detective at night and still has to find out why his dick is caught in a deck chair every episode for three more seasons. And then, what's that? Oh, before he was doing that, he was driving around in a car who was talking to him, telling him that an erection guy was caught his erection in a deck chair. That was the thing. Miami Vice doesn't Night Rider me, Morning Glory, it was like, called. If, I, if an episode of Miami Vice was on TV one day and I was right. just flicking through, I wouldn't stop. I would carry on. I'd be like, nope, I've seen the film, I don't like the film, and How it's not the entice me. How are you with the A-Team? I like the A-Team. I like the A-Team film. Did you watch the show? the A-Team show. I've seen at least one season of the A-Team. Based because you love the film? Uh, I think I watched it before the film. Ah, so so face is right up there staring at you. Yeah. Look, in my mind, this makes sense to me, right? That if I was flicking through and I I found an episode of Starskin Hutch or I found an episode of... Baywatch, or I found an episode of The Addams Family, uh-huh. I would stop. I'd be like, oh, I remember when I watched the film. I wonder if the TV show is like the film. I wonder wonder what the differences are. I wonder if I can find the, the, the links between them, what inspired them to make the film. 
if anything inspired Michael Mann to make Miami Vice to mm. adapt a TV show, because that's what he's doing. He's adapting a TV show. In essence, he's taking that that name, but he should be adapting and characters. It. Yeah, and characters and the so world. He should, he should be adapting that world into the film. And the way that it was adapted into film doesn't interest he's adapting me. Adapting the film so into why, the world. So why why would uh, the TV show interest me? Whereas with the TV show, the films that have been made from TV shows that I've not seen that I like, I'll be like, oh, well, I wonder what they took from the TV show and what they didn't take and whether the things they didn't take are just as interesting, just as fun elements. I don't subscribe to this at all. I think you're completely insane. What I'm saying is you don't like the my Miami Vice was boring and I just I let d- it wash how. over me. I don't know how you can find it at all boring. I'm just looking forward to next week's film like, what because I think next week's film is going to be much more fun. Well, I don't talk to, uh, we are, I'm on a high right now. A legal high. Yeah. A, c- a Colin Farrell high. And I'm happy That man for is so fucking gorgeous. I, I'm it's happy. It's infuriating. He's the ugliest you could ever look in this film. Yeah, towards the end of the film, oh I was like, yeah, no, God. I don't quite get why. Well, when he gets his pistols out. He's right there with his biceps all flowing through that vest. Like, good God. Yeah, but the moustache. Yeah, yeah, there's something about the moustache. It, it puts me off, but at the same time, it's like, oh, but with the eyebrows and the eyes. Those big, big white eyes and the bushy eyebrows. It's like, ah, there's something still with that. In, oh, so in cool. a sense, in a way, I feel bad because you obviously love this film. You're having so much fun with I, it. I have a right? lot of fun with this film. But then I think back to a couple of weeks and... You were hating did. on cats. Yeah. And I was having fun with cats. And I was honestly, honestly, mm. I was sat through this. And at one point, we paused it so you you could explain the plot that makes no sense. An hour sense and 12 minutes in, I, I offered to give you yeah. a rundown of the plot because you were trying, because you have to catch up with it. And it's really hard so, the first time to run with it because yeah. you don't know where it's going. So put halfway through, we paused it and you were trying to explain the plot that, uh, I, didn't trying care, to, I, did. that I didn't care about. But, but um, you, you've got to admit, I did. Were, yeah, at, but as you were Within telling me... Within a minute, me, I succinctly... As you were telling it. me, I was forgetting it already because I didn't care. Because I was right? saying things like Jose Yero. Meanwhile, and the, the back of my head was going, God, I want to listen to the Cats soundtrack or I want to watch... You could have sung along to Cats during the thing. It might have made Cats musical better by watching it with well, Miami Vice. The thing if is, you throw on the, a, a gorgeous night shot, Colin Farrell is loading up a gun in a boot of the car as a storm is going. And, Magical Cats, Angelical Cats, and Miami Vice, I'm a fiend for mojitos. I would have sung along to Cats, but I didn't want to at the time. Because I'd you forgotten... You it would be bad. I'd forgotten how, how, just how different the DVD of, the cat, of yeah. Cats, the stage show of Cats... Was to, to the, the version of the album recording. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, I was happy to sing along to Miami Vice. And by singing, I mean literally through mouth through every mouth. conversation. Um, and <laughs> I don't know how you remember the conversation because they're so dull. They're just like normal, like the procedural. Cool. It's like a conversation you'd hear in any like episode of CSI or no, you know. no, 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 no. It's done to a heightened degree. It's cool. It's a cool version of that. I don't know. How, do you remember the line? Give me line. Come on. <laughs> don't give me the the line. The cauliflower line. <laughs> I'm a for me, no. <laughs> there is undercover and there is which way is up. Take it to the limit one more time. Yeah, I. I forget it as soon as you tell me. That's what are you talking? It's, it's just a film. It it doesn't work for me, and I feel, I feel really bad. I really do. <laughs> Honestly, I feel bad for I feel feel bad for feeling this way. I I remember. You know what? Fuck it. I fuck fuck everybody who doesn't like this film. 
I, I say that it's the director's cut. It's wretched. It throws in those 10 minutes of opening opening titles over Go Fast Boats. Terrible choice. And they explain the whole Neptune thing as before they go to the club. They don't just like ding, 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 straight in. The Universal logo is silent. Boom, Nam Encore starts playing. You're in the club with them. You're trying to work out what's going on. Oh, ah, I, I love it. I remember as a 16-year-old watching this film. The neon, the gritty digital, watching someone make a film with digital cameras going... I can buy a digital camera. We can make something like this. Right, this is right, now this. this is now taking away from cinema, from Hollywood, and saying anyone can make something like this. Michael Mann has said, it's like when Soderbergh works with phones. It's like, it puts the power of Hollywood into your hands. You can. Anyone can. It's like Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. See, for me, it's like I Tarantino. Anyone can be a director. Because, look, Tarantino started off in a video store. Sure. You know, that's that's my in. But he is be. more selective. He's a little bit more... He's like a Nolan kind of person. Uh, now, but he got his foot in the door with Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. He could have very he could very well have just gone into, like, a film a year type thing. Yeah, he could have, you know, done a... But he took his time. But sure. it's... I don't know. That, to me, is more accessible. Of, oh, my God, look, anyone can... Rather than... Watching Miami Vice. Oh <laughs> Alright, tell me about the first time you saw it. Where, where were August, you? August, I think it was 5th. Opening day, 2006. View Romford. Right. Opening first screening, packed house. Packed? Packed house. Huge Even amount of excitement. <laughs> People stay through films back in then. You paid money, you sat through your film. Fair enough. And, yeah, by the time we had Moby playing Go Fast Boats, I was in ecstasy. And towards the end, as Mogwai start playing, bam, 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 and the palms are going with the wind, and you're feeling this emotion. Jamie Foxx and Naomi Harris are getting back together again, for, even though she's getting out of the coma. Colin Fowler saying goodbye to Gong Lee. You know they're never getting back together. This is brutal. I just felt euphoria. This was Zendaya's euphoria. <laughs> there were at least 36 unerect penises. <laughs> And they were all sitting next to me, um, staring at Conor Fowler, going, you know what, we could. <laughs> oh my God, I just... I, I bought so the soundtrack, sorry. I listen to that all the time. I bought the DVD, I loved it. You eventually, when I bought the Blu-ray from America to watch the director's cut, I watched it once. Mm. <clears throat> I really I just, am I just, sorry. This film is immaculate. And I would... I, one day, I would like to make a film as good as this. Writing as crisp as this pacing as tight as this visuals as beautiful as this at one point watching this I did think to myself I wonder if the problem here is that I'm not watching it with subtitles on I wonder if maybe if I watched it with subtitles on I'd be more uh, interested okay. in the story how about we pause this but we yeah, go back to watch then, it again with subtitles and then, and then that that thought was quickly replaced with no I don't want to watch this again with I'd, subtitles I would not on. want to watch it with subtitles I don't want to see the dialogue I want to hear it the way they, everyone in this film talks, it feels they bring something to the dialogue, and it, it makes it cool. But and like, it's exciting. Ah, oh, see, for me, when they spoke, it was sort of white noiseish, like anything. That this was is said. the hand we've been dealt at ten oh five p.m. It's like, oh yes, any. This is the hand we have been dealt. Anything that was said was <sighs> just sort of like, honestly, yeah, like white noise, and I, I knew Fox, it pick didn't up matter. Phone. You don't. You don't. I don't. You care. don't want to go back home. And he just, then he just like, boom! The sound drops out. It's just this faint, 
sound of the traffic. And he stares and the open road and he, John Holt just slowly back just then suddenly, the sound. and then before the truck hits him, the sound drops out entirely and the truck just keeps going and a little bit of blood comes out under it. Oh my God, it's the so amazing. The of the dialogue was, it felt very, very much in the background. Now what I've heard about Michael Mann is the last 15 years or so he's been struggling with hearing. What? He's been struggling with his hearing. With sorry, <laughs> he has been like Rush, Nicky louder. <laughs> so the sound mixes, which is why Public Enemies famously had the problem where the sound mix okay. was like. Sometimes you can hear the dialogue. I remember when you went to see that one. I unfortunately the sound mix in the cinema, the sound was just broken, so the central mm-hmm. speaker wasn't working. I went to talk to someone there, so she was, so like, oh god, that's terrible. It's a Michael Mann film. You need to have the sound up properly. They said that. You get it. Someone in Rumpf View knew it. I was like, yeah, I thought you'd just be you know, stupid. But you understand. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I got my, I got a uh, ticket for a different screening. Oh. And I heard the sound slightly better. And I waited to watch it on Blu-ray. I was like, oh, yeah, no, still the sound is uh, a mess. I don't remember anything about Black Hat except that it has a uh, shot with stock footage which still has the uh, watermark on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was a joke to put it on there or if they were just like, fuck it, who cares? It's Black Hat. <laughs> Which I don't remember anything about except for that about Black Hat. And I listened to a podcast about Black Hat recently. Yeah, I miss um, Michael Mann. I miss this Michael Mann. Don't touch me, that. I'm sorry. You got your you got your penis on my co- DVD copy, and it's weird because that's where my penis usually is. Um, <laughs> we're Eskimo brothers for Miami Vice. Oh, no. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, are you mad that you watched Miami Vice? Are you, Give you three guesses. Are you genuinely mad that you watched Miami Vice? I am kind of, yeah. Not like massively mad, but I'm like, oh, a waste of time that was. Okay. I feel horrible about saying that. Okay. But you were fucking Look. mad. I'm less mad about watching Miami Vice as you were about watching Cats. Right, okay? that's fair, because Cats so is an abomination. It wasn't an abomination, yeah, it, it was quite fun. Going extinct. Question, digital cinema has changed... After my advice, obviously, right. people film digital. You know, they've made digital cameras to make it emulate film. Right. To the point where you can have, you know, stupid amount of grain if you want to as well and bullshit like that. I still felt this was quite grainy. No, it's noise. That's digital noise. Oh, it's digital noise, yeah. Uh, that's because it's picking up too. It's not picking up enough light, so it's trying yeah. to yeah. feel around. Exactly. That's, that's a texture choice. It fucking works. <laughs> it does. It does work. Yeah. I, I like but it. how do you feel about the fact that digital cameras now and the way that people use it are just trying to emulate film and they're not trying to find a new visual format with digital they're just trying to emulate what was but cheaper whereas my advice is saying hey this is a way to do it that's different unexpected um i get that uh, making it look like a film but but do it cheaper yeah. I, I understand that yeah but how From do you feel like that being the uh the norm point of view. um everything shot digitally I'm not too fussed about it, really. Um, You're the kind of person who watches Les Mis and goes, it looks fine. Yeah. Les Mis looks alright. Look at those close-up wide angles. Don't that look fine and acceptable in modern day? Yeah. (sighs) But I also respect those that... um, I bet you look at Gemini Man, I think that looks weird for its 120 (laughs) frames a second 4K 3D. Um, I... I also respect people who like Tarantino, Nolan, just those two, really. <laughs> really? <laughs> who do 35 Who else does? Who else is so, like, for 35 mil? I mean, doesn't uh, Scorsese doesn't 
just do 35 mil these days, no. does he? I mean, yeah. Hugo was a 3D picture. Yeah, and that's the thing. And uh, um, Wolf of Wall Street was quite digital, wasn't it? Batman was a lot of CGI there. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. Well, Hugo's a digital shoot. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, but no, I, yeah, I but respect that's anyone... Clean, that's I, a cleanliness. I respect anyone who uh, has a such a love for the history of cinema to keep 35mm alive mm. um, and to go through sort of the struggles of doing that. Right. Whereas you, you know... But what about... You can make it much your easier. Your Soderberghs, your Finchers, your Mans who are on the forefront of altering the expectations of digital cinema. Yeah, I like that. I like... I like... Yeah. I like that they... I would say Sean Baker because of course Tangerine but also Florida Project was a 35 picture so yeah. except for GoPro at the end um, but no I like I like you, the way they use digital to not make it look like normal film yeah I prefer it that way but I I don't have any major issues about them uh, about other directors sort of I guess I, I guess maybe I think of them as, as sort of lesser directors if if they've if non auteurs yeah yeah exactly to. more workmen or basics yeah yeah just directors yeah and it's like right they're well, artists I get it. but it's they're choosing in a different way it's a business you 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 getting shit cranked out and that's the way to do it Except fine Frank was a digital production <laughs> um so yeah question question you saw Detective Pikachu right I did indeed did you prefer how that looked to I don't know Hobson Shaw yes Detective Pikachu was a thirty five millimeter production. Right. I always found that fascinating. Like, there's a big. If obviously it was going to be an effects heavy production, they yeah. went with that because they wanted the texture of a real world. Hmm. Because they knew that 35 would produce a texture of a real world, as a digital would just provide a facade. Because the way people use digital these days is still, I'm faking what they want as opposed to bringing something to the table. I've never been to. Um... I mean, I, you didn't really know about asset ratios until I brought it up. Yeah, and I still don't really like. I can't. Well, Ad Astra. Is a uh, two. Like, here's the thing. I w- you can look at fucking screen and tell me it's in the wrong aspect ratio. Absolutely, I can. I, I remember watching four. I went to four rooms at the 35 million oh, yeah. print at Prince Charles, and it started projecting. Uh, before it started projecting, they opened it up completely up to the end. I figured, I don't think this is a scope picture. I'd not seen the film before. I'd not seen the trailer before. I think, I think this is a flat picture. And then the first shot happened. I was like. Oh no! They yeah, widened it out. And it was, that out. Well, it, you can see because Tim Roth's face was stretched, and there's a boom coming in. Uh, right. The gate, <laughs> the mat was uh, unmatted, so they had to wait a minute to redo it. But it's like it was like before it even happened. I knew. Oh, I was so happy. Uh, sad, um, obviously, but happy. No, not well. Um, <laughs> but like okay. I, yeah, I, I don't have as big a uh, geeky interest in like aspect ratios tech. and tech. Like figuring out whether it's thirty-five or like I'm still maybe that's what it is. You want to I don't know what your your more heart, what do emotion. Mean, how do you, you care about story? Yeah, character? yes. I care definitely. about tech, so my advice is like definitely. my dream film. Right, okay, that's that's <laughs> absolutely fair enough. I mean, I think it's a tragic, beautiful piece of work, but it's also about proficiency and right. uh, getting things but done. You're more into it because mm. of the proficiency and the way it's done. Yeah, and it's like tech it's why it. tomorrow never dies is my favorite Bond film. It's about people getting their job done. And right. they're just butting heads because they're both their jobs intersect in the wrong ways. But um, other people like Skyfall because it's emotional and it's yeah. about character. So fuck that. I don't want character. I want people doing their jobs. I like people doing their jobs. Inside Man, a beautiful film. People doing their jobs, butting heads. You know, I'm much more character. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't understand. Like, um, 
See, I was, I was, had it in my mind that you were more, you you liked uh, Miami Vice more because of the technicality in the way it's filmed. That's mm. what I meant. Oh, gorgeous, beautiful, um, amazing. And you weren't too interested, you know, the the fact that the story isn't like very gripping or anything. Mm. I thought that's where you were going with that. Um, oh, no, but you, very you still think, yeah, okay. thrilling. All right, fair enough. Um, Genuinely intense. But um, oh, I had a film in mind. Oh, uh, Whiplash. I think. Oh my no. god, amazing! The, I think the characterizations, characterizations, yeah. characters in Whiplash are just characterization of Martello and uh, J.K. Simmons within that film. Yeah, that that scene. And to a degree, Paul Reiser. When um, when J.K. Simmons takes him aside. And gets all his weaknesses out there, like tries to act like a loving father in a way, and then just brings them out in the oh fucking. And that's why you need Paul Reiser in there. Oh God, I love it. And Paul Reiser is he the other? He's the alternate. Turns into the alternate. Paul so Reiser's the dad. Oh, sorry. That's what I mean. Sorry. Paul Reiser's no, his dad. I was thinking also the with with the, the the chocolates in the popcorn. The, yeah, and um and the um the alternate. Uh, I'm just thinking drama. of the family dinner they have that. Group. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah. the alternate, What's your up to? The alternate uh, drummer, yeah, who like as soon as you see him, you kind of can tell shit's gone down with him as well. Like he knows exactly what's going down. He's, he's been, not saying he's a word because he's, he's been there and done that. Now it's your time. Yep, got to take your beats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of beats, I see uh, Ray Wilson's on the TV. <laughs> And he doesn't... Even Thank you, come on, that's a <laughs> no, great bit of business. But, um, uh, we were talking about The Rocker as well, he plays a drummer in The Rocker. I mean, this is <laughs> this is the Rain Wilson cinematic universe, boys. But, and um, girls. And but yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't even need to say anything. And that, there's like that... I think not saying sort of anything is the characters. most important part of cinema. Yeah, yeah. It's a visual medium. Fucking Sharon Tate in... Uh, I, I haven't, Spontan no. Hollywood. My God, I can't wait to fucking see that again. This is oh. September. You've seen it about eight I know, times at this but point. Again and again, kind of again and 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 again. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. We, we've we've hit the nail on the head there. That's what I love about cinema. It's amazing that whiplashes are combined love yeah. of uh, technical proficiency yeah, and is, emotional yeah. uh, nihilism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're broken people. And, and yet, I still admire the technical technical proficiency. Hmm. Um, like the final scene, the the editing in that. Yeah, that's my idea of technical proficiency. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. Getting some busy noise. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're gonna stop ourselves now because we've got <laughs> a technical problem. Um, but yeah, the the editing and I look at the editing rather than the 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 film stock that was used. Like the camera. Do you, do you take notice of the cameras that we well, used? I've never been good with lenses. Right. Okay. That's something that I've uh, tried. Rookie. <laughs> and I just can't get my head around. Yeah. Now, the cameras, I look over just to see what they are. If they're, you know, Panavision, they're Aria Alexis, mm. what are they dealing with? Mm. Basic stuff like that. But, like, but, I'll still go see um 35mm. Like, we, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 35mm sure. and made a point of seeing it. Yep. But we also and saw the IMAX. We also yeah. saw the digital 4K yeah. projection as well. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. That is true. That is a thing. I saw this in 35mm. My revise. No. Oh. <laughs> thought you were talking about The Office then. No. Because we've got The Office on in the background. No. Because that's stupid. But I saw, you know, back in the day, that's how you would see films. So yeah. See my revise yeah. in 35. Though I've seen it on Blu-ray. 
Um, in, in digital, in a director's cut form. Let me ask you a question. Andrew Jones, yes. and I don't know where this can go, but are you mad that you saw Miami Vice? Which one of us? Yes. Who may also be Andrew Jones? <laughs> I'm a fiend for mojitos. <laughs> no, That's a yes. <laughs> you are mad. I bang a gong Lee hard. <laughs> um, where can we find you? This way is up. I'm deep undercover. <laughs> I'm taking it to the limit one more time. Okay. Just trust me. I really hope that this isn't a thing now where you're going to be, like, throwing out Miami Vice references. And still just be <laughs> I have been throwing out Miami Vice references <laughs> since 2006. <laughs> but just know they're going to go right over my head more than anything else that you reference. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just so just I have to write down the most obscure references to Miami Vice. Remember the word, when they said the word the? That's me referencing <laughs> I'm joking. This is not this is the it, only screenplay where I the would, word "the" never appears. Would, by the way, I would not put it past you. My, Michael Mann went through the screenplay and made sure "the" became "an." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Which um, is weird because sometimes it goes. Do you want to go to get an mojito? Yes. An stadium has an margarita bar. It's like, oh bloody hell! Where can we find you, Andrew? Find me in Havana, where they do like my passport now. Oh. Having, having a mojito where I'm a fiend for them. I love ice and lemon and mint and lime. Lemon's not in there. It's a test. It's a test. You failed. You're not a mojito fiend like me. And Colin Farrell with his greasy, sexy hair. I'm also on Twitter at Ethan Runt, so you can say, Hey, Andrew, yeah, my advice is a perfect movie. Fuck anyone else who says no. Don't try that. Four stars, like that. Empire said. Four stars. They knew back then that it was good enough for four stars. Four stars mm. was equivalent to a five stars. Five stars was a rarity back then. Do we want to nowadays do they give uh, five stars to you know Midsummer? Yeah. Do we want to do, do we want to do this? Yes, we do because Empire gave five stars to Midsummer and Hereditary. Yeah. No. Um, Empire staff changed over the years. Uh, they give things La to La Avengers Land and and Whiplash. Yeah, but La La Land and First Man. Yeah, I, I, I don't get their and, Chazelle love. And... It's bizarre. Always remember... Do you remember... Star Wars Episode 2, Attack episode of the Clones. Episode 2 of the Star Wars. So, just because a Star film Wars. has been given four Attacking stars... the Clones today. By Empire. Hey, Chris Hewitt got me my first uh, audience Q&A question. I saw your tweets about that. It's very so, sweet. So, whatever Hewitt has done in the past... He made up for it by uh, making a boy talk to a man. Okay. I love it. He's a guy who shoots 35. Although, Scott Pilgrim, digital. Yeah. I'm at Ethan Rudd. Anyway, where can we find you? Oh, thanks for asking, finally. It's fine. It's fine. It's not like I've been waiting. It's fine. Um, you can find me mm-hmm. uh, watching interesting films of Once upon a time. interesting characters. In Hollywood. And interesting stories. Um, like and I'm also on Twitter at movie underscore mad. Movie underscore mad. Good are you movie underscore mad? Well, that's where it's we are on Twitter. Twitter. Yes, fascinating. Is. What a convenient yeah. thing. Are you moving mad at homeworld.com? Ah, that's where you can email us and you should email us. You, you should. should tell us how much you love Miami Vice. Woo woo. That's the sound of the police. Woo woo. Miami Vice <laughs> in the ace. What's next week's film? Next week, we're taking a trip. Oh, it's Downton Abbey. We're taking a trip to the 20s. From Miami to a different a part of America. 
Well, let me tell no. you, which you might think now, it's Downton Abbey, but there is a Duke involved. Now, I, I get, I get what you mean because obviously you know that Tom Branson went to America at one point because because you know, he was that, going to Branson. He took Sibby to America because obviously he started Wait, off. Was as he a, going to Branson? No, he took Sibby to America. He took his little daughter Sibby to America after his Set wife Sibyl. for your song. After his wife Sibyl died, he took Sibby to America. Sibyl Shepherd's He dead. started off as a um, as a a chauffeur. For the for the Disney company, <laughs> and he goes up there. And he's like, "Hi, Mrs. My daughter. Um, she's so handicapped. So this is the, when it's sunny, she goes outside. When it's rainy, she has to stay inside. I always love a sunny day, Mrs. She started out as a. I read your book about Mary Poppins. Can you shine it? And then he um he couldn't uh he couldn't quite grasp Does the idea of my being character? in a uh, in a high profile family. Does anyone remember like my character from Saving Mr. Banks? So he went over I call to America, so I get what she you mean, thinking we're going Mrs. over to America, but I don't think the uh, Downton Abbey uh-huh. film is set in America. We'll find out next week, obviously. Paul Giamatti's Abbey, and we... Mr. Banks, right? So God, please don't it's, remind me. It's basically the same. Paul Giamatti's in oh. Downton Abbey, where he accepts the oh. fact that he's ugly and he will never find a oh. wife. <laughs> but I'm in the new series of Lodge 49, in which I play a, a famous author who writes the greatest novels of the world, so... I mean, it's on the same broadcasting network okay. as The Walking Dead, which I am also in. Right. See me every season as a zombie. No makeup. <laughs> Not surprised. Why would um, you be surprised? It's a horror show. You I am actually surprised when you turn up. You should be scared. Um, Are you scared? You did turn up in Downton and you came yes. over from America. So mm. there is there is the American... Uh, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do an English accent. So they said, well, you're just American. Said, yeah, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Can I be from New York? They said no. Branson, <laughs> Missouri. Hmm. Well, howdy! It's me, Paul Giamatti. Ding! I'll say, I'll say. I'm now doing the Looney Tunes. Yep. That's all, folks. Thank Christ. Space Jam yeah. Two. <laughs> Join us next week for uh, the Downton Abbey film. Sorry. Yeah, Downton Abbey. I'm down, boys. I'm getting in a lot of trouble. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.